The Liberals won a GTA by-election Monday night. The Mississauga Lakeshore by-election went to Liberal candidate and former Ontario Finance Minister Charles Souza. Many people are spinning this as a defeat for Pierre Polyev, but the Conservatives actually downplayed expectations and frankly barely mentioned it throughout the day. Ahead of a provincial general election this spring, Calgary City Council wants to limit election signs, citing its single-use plastics ban. Longtime Liberal Member of Parliament Jim Carr died Monday after a lengthy battle with cancer. Hello Canada, it is Tuesday, December 13th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Andrew Lawton. And I'm Rachel Emanuel. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. On Monday, voters in Mississauga Lakeshore, which is in the Greater Toronto Area, went to the polls for a by-election and elected Liberal candidate and former Ontario Liberal Finance Minister Charles Souza as their next Member of Parliament. Souza received 51% of the vote, defeating Conservative candidate Ron Chinzer, who came in at 37% of the vote. The NDP did not do well. Julia Cole got 4.9%, with the Greens getting 3. and the PPC 1.2%. Now, many thought this by-election was going to be a big make-or-break moment for Conservative leader Pierre Polyev. It was his first electoral test since becoming leader, but uh, Polyev and the Conservatives were relatively quiet throughout the day. In fact, it wasn't even until later in the afternoon that Polyev even so much as tweeted about the by-election with a message of support for the Conservative candidate. So do you think, Rachel, this was actually actually a failure for Polly Ever? Do you think this was always the direction it was going to go? I think that's a really tough question. I think given how quiet the conservatives were about this by-election, it's pretty safe to say they were not expecting to win it. However, conservative voters have a right to be concerned about what the conservatives plan is for winning the GTA. And certainly I don't think this result will give them a lot of confidence. That being said, it was a particularly tough race to win given Sousa's history in liberal politics. He was obviously very well known in the riding. So conservatives had an uphill battle there as they always do in the GTA. Yeah. And even though it's not exactly an easy ride for conservatives there, it was one that Harper carried in 2011 when the conservatives got their majority government. So a lot of people have kind of felt that if the conservatives are going to get a majority, it needs to go through the GTA. So do you think that this paints a picture that the conservatives have to just abandon this GTA desire? Do you think it is still a winnable region for them? I don't think the conservatives can just abandon the GTA. I do think they need to find a way to attract voters in the Toronto region. I do think they need to be winning ridings like this. So I don't think that's a viable option quite yet. Clearly, they haven't found a solution as to how they're going to win those ridings yet. Ahead of a provincial general election this spring, Calgary City Council wants to limit election signs, citing its single-use plastics ban. But Christy Kohler, executive director of the Citizens Advocacy Group, Common Sense Calgary, says candidates at the municipal level rely on name recognition in the absence of political parties. Kohler said, quote, This is an entirely self-serving proposition that will favor incumbent councillors during the next election and should be dropped. According to a motion before the city's executive committee, signs are placed temporarily for the purpose of elections, and sign proliferation creates visual clutter and unsafe distractions along roadways. The motion says the majority of temporary election signs are made from single-use, irrigated plastics. So, Andrew, I'm wondering, do you think this will actually do anything for the environment, or is this really just 
sort of a bad faith bid from the city council to try to limit name recognition of people who might be challenging their seats. Well, when I ran for office, I had a number of signs which now are just sitting in storage. They aren't harming the environment. They're a bit of an annoyance for uh, anyone to hold on to. But at the same time, I don't think this is an environmental issue. I think what they're doing here is saying, we don't like signs, we want to ban them. And we think this is like the most compelling argument we can come up with to justify it. Just won't someone please think of the climate. The other thing that I was kind of thinking as is I feel like in recent years, a lot of political candidates have held on to their signs from year over year, and they typically reuse signs that they were used in previous elections. You know, obviously not all the signs are going to get reused. Not everyone runs again. But I think there has been an effort from candidates to reuse their signs year over year. And this, you know, proposition doesn't really take that into consideration. No, it doesn't. And I think at a certain point, we have to look at this as a free speech issue, not an environmental issue, and, and say that political advertising, like Ms. Kohler said, is a matter of free speech, promoting your candidate's name, promoting your candidate's vision or identity or picture, whatever it is. And absolutely, one of the things that you notice on signs is the ones that say reelect our candidates that are trying to make a point that, yeah, I've already been here. So clearly, we understand the power of these things. So for any city council to say, yeah, you don't get to have them anymore is actually interfering in democracy. Absolutely. And I guess most importantly, you know, do you think the government actually has a right to dictate what citizens can put on their property? Obviously, a lot of people are asking for signs to be put on their front lawn to show who they're supporting in a general election. Does this city council have the right to say, no, no, you can't do that? No, I don't think so. And and, I mean, I think their main issue is probably the public property signs. But even then, we allow all sorts of campaigns and advertising to take place on public property. So I don't think that we should be setting out different criteria just because it happens to be for an election. And the fact that these are for a very time limited purpose, I think actually works against the city because these things are gone after the election's over. And most bylaws or provincial or federal election regulations require that these signs are removed right after an election. So they aren't actually litter in the sense that they're trying to be painted as. Well, absolutely. That's just it. And that's one of the other things Kohler said to me, actually, that is if there's issues enforcing the existing rules, then that should be the focus to make sure that those rules are being followed. On Monday, longtime Liberal MP Jim Carr died after a lengthy battle with cancer. His family announced it on uh, Mr. Carr's Twitter account. He was 71 years old. Carr's family said in the statement that he had been battling multiple myeloma and kidney failure since 2019 when he was first diagnosed with this form of blood cancer. Carr was first elected as a member of the Provincial Legislative Assembly in Manitoba in 1988. He represented the riding of Fort Rouge for four years and was later elected to federal parliament as the MP for Winnipeg South Centre in 2015. He served in various roles on Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's team, including as Minister of Natural Resources, Minister of International Trade Diversification, and more recently as a special envoy to the Prairies. His death was announced in the House of Commons by fellow Liberal Winnipeg MP Kevin Lamoureux, who asked for a moment of silence and a prayer. I don't know how appropriate this is, but I would ask uh, my colleagues if uh, you, Mr. Speaker, could just give uh, a moment of silence. Uh, Our colleague Jim Carr just passed away, and I think it would be an appropriate thing if we could just have a moment of silence and a prayer. We'll stand for a moment of silence for the passing the honorable member
Jim Carr. The House was adjourned for the remainder of the day out of respect for Jim Carr and his family. That's it for today, and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow.